the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Uh, Tonight and the next two segments, we're going to be talking about the Cuyahoga County government here. And uh, we're going to be talking to someone who's running for Cuyahoga County Executive, Mr. Peter Corgan. Peter, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Well, great having you here. Uh, the county government uh, is, is one of the unsung heroes of our life, I think, uh, for those of us living in Cuyahoga County. Um, we we really don't have many run-ins personally with the county government, except on a few occasions. Uh, but you guys have one heck of a budget. What What is the budget for Cuyahoga County, if you know? Well, it, it, it consists of a couple of uh, components. The first one is... Um, the general fund, which is roughly between, depending on the year, between 350 and 380 million. I think this year, it's, last year was 370. This year it's 384. Then there are statutory funds that come in to handle Medicare, um, our Medicaid, um, social services, and and things like that. So all in, it's close to 1.5 billion. The county administrates administrates that and has the employees and staff to to handle handle um, the various functions that that money that money's meant for. Well, it's a lot of money and it's amazing how many times there's so little we know about it. You know, one one of the times that we as individuals run into the county is when it's uh, property appraisal time and and we're in that mode right now. And it uh, looks like the property evaluations which will govern how much tax is raised has jumped up quite a bit here in Cuyahoga County. I understand the average is around 11%, and in some cases much higher, uh, 20 30%. Uh, what, what is your take on how, how are we doing and what can people do about it? Well, I, you know, I have a lot of questions about what, uh, what really transpired. There are some communities that are, that are on average in the 20s, um, 20% plus, some that are in the mid to high teens. And, uh, you know, we just haven't had that kind of a um, systemic and sustained growth in the county to have our property um, go up so high. Now, there's there's some obvious market value considerations, but what I understand happened is they had a, a, a whole assessor group that was cut back during the Fitzgerald era, and they opted to go for outside contractors, and they've run these last two... Uh, um, assessment valuation programs using uh, using contractors primarily. The contractors uh, came up with ranges of what the property is valued at, and I also understand uh, just just through innuendo and discussion that they they opted to, to value at the high end of the range rather than say the median, the nominal part of the range, and that's really distorted property values in. In a lot of places, my my uh, I live in Rocky River, and our our property values just went through the went through the roof in terms of valuation. 
Did, so I, I think they mishandled it, frankly. Did, did the appraisers or were there human beings that actually went out and examined each parcel, or are they doing this by some formula? Do you know? They they do that every six years. This is the, this is the three year interim period. They do they actually do evaluation every three years. One's one's the um, one is the actual visit. Um, the other one is is just estimating based on what they learned from the market, from comparable sales, and uh, previous information. So I think we're in that that point right now. Well, I know as great Americans, we all want to pay our taxes, but we only want to make sure we pay what's necessary. Uh, if someone thinks that they were wrongfully uh, over-evaluated and uh, the, the appraisal is way too high, uh, what what can they do uh, to to basically uh, you know, present uh, information indicating what maybe the more realistic value of their property is? And uh, well, there's there's I'm sorry, there's a deadline. Uh, the deadline by which they have to file a, a they have to contest the valuation. And that deadline is August 31st, although I understand that um, I just learned today that they may have extended that deadline. I'm not sure, but I, I have to do the, the check on it. But um, if the best thing to do is for people to either contest it online or send in the mailings by August 31st. And then they'll take a look at it and decide whether or not, um, whether or not it, it, it was really a fair valuation. If, if that deadline is missed, the only recourse uh, property owners have are the, is the board of are the board of revision. The, the board of revision they'll take a look at the specific valuation. That happens next January to June. The easiest way to do it is prior to the deadline, where they'll um, they may just resolve the issue by uh, by changing the valuation. Um, th- they'll do that by November. So I contested my own, and they came back to me and they said your case is good. Um, we're going to revalue. We, we believe we're going to revalue your house. Wait to hear from us. But your case is good. Your house is probably in this and this in a range. Well, they had me at 33%, 32%, and um, they basically dropped me back down to 6%, 7%. Well, how, and that's how did you do fair. that? Did you have to provide them with information or just uh, object or, or what all? How, how vigorous case, is this? Yeah, my case, all the houses in the neighborhood were based on one house that, that sold a couple of years ago that was on a park and everything. So uh, the, uh, not all the houses, but many of the houses in my neighborhood went up 30, 30 plus percent. The the day, the week that the valuations went out, one house on my street that was almost identical in square footage and size to my house sold for, I guess it was 6% above market value, above the previous assessment. So they get this piece of paper in the mail that says they're 33% high, their valuation is 33% higher, and essentially on the same day they sell for 6% higher. I took that in and I said, you can't value things at 30, 32, 33% uh, market valuation when a house is selling right here, right now for 6%. And they looked at it and they said, yeah, you're right. And then he went through this whole, um, um, you know, range, and he said your house is even above the range, so you weren't you weren't even in the, in the target range. So I would encourage people, especially if they've gotten very high valuations, to contest. Oh well, that, that's certainly going to be a, a hot topic and something very near and dear to the hearts of Cuyahoga County residents. You know, another area that uh, may be creeping back into the media is uh, 
reemergence of county corruption. What, what's going on there if we're, we're not reading the newspapers all the time? Uh, well, I'll say, I'll say one more thing, and this is a, this is a campaign plug. But if I get into the county executive uh, office, I'll I'll freeze the whole process on property tax valuation, and then we'll we'll do a reassessment that brings things into the nominal. And then what I what I believe I can do, I will try to do, is just cap, just cap it, so it, it isn't runaway for people. Uh, so I have very specific steps that I would take if I become the county executive just to get this thing back to normal. Well, let's sort of, um, let's sort of go off topic sorry. a little bit. We we haven't really talked about the fact that you are a candidate for the uh, yeah. county executive. And uh, what uh, what uh, led you to decide you want to get involved in the county government at, th- at that level? Well, it's, I'll answer two questions. One, it was the county corruption, the question you just asked. The, the, I, um, I was... You know, I'm retired, semi-retired. I ran a, I ran a multinational corporation as the chief operating officer uh, for about 10 years. And I was the, uh, I mean, I had 2,800 employees and we had 15 factories on five continents. So I have a lot of executive experience and it's 300 plus million dollars revenue business. Um, so I was happy. I retired and I started teaching college. I teach international business and management. And um, I was, through a series of things that happened, uh, people asked me to run, and initially I wasn't so keen on it. And then I looked at it and, and started to understand we have this county corruption thing that's brewing. And it, I I just scratched my head and said, "This is this is really bad. We have uh, somebody that's unopposed running for county or that's running for a second term, and he has to have opposition. Somebody has to run against this guy." So. I became interested in the race for that reason. And then as I got into more and more issues, first it was the county corruption, then it was child um, homicides, um, um, mishandling of some of the child and family services issues. And, and it just evolved one item after another, the jails. And now it's, um, now it's the property tax. So um, as I get more and more into it, I look at it and say, boy, I really have background that can, that can get to the bottom of some of these things and straighten them out. So that's how I got into it, and that's why I'm really into it and very seriously campaigning now. I'm going after it hard. Well, very good. We're, we're talking to Peter Corrigan, who is a candidate for the Cuyahoga County uh, executive position, and we're talking about the, the issues in Cuyahoga County that uh, we all should know about, and maybe we all don't know enough about them. But uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back to talk about some other things. We already talked about the property tax evaluations, but we're going to be talking about Uh, what uh, essentially is going on with uh, corruption and uh, some of the other issues that you may be aware of or you may want to know about when you think about the Cuyahoga County government. We'll take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. 
Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. Advanced funeral planning is a good idea. Nick Phillips here for Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. When we were faced with the task of recording final wishes, we turned to the caring professionals at Bush. Thanks, Nick. Mark Bush here. We make it easy for you to get started. Download our Senior's Guide to Funeral Arrangements at bushcares.com or call 800-252-8724 and ask to speak with a funeral planning specialist. Visit bushcares.com. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Tonight we're talking to Peter Corgan, who's a candidate for the Cuyahoga County Executive. And uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the issues that uh, we, we should know about if we were listening to the news and reading the newspapers and so on. So... Peter, again, thank you so much for joining us and uh, giving us some information. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Uh, we were talking about corruption. I, th- I thought we were done with corruption when we had the indictments and the removal of the county commissioners and reformed our entire county government. Uh, what's uh, what's happening now? Is there something creeping back in? Well, the backdrop is that there are uh, people on either side of, of um, contracting um, people at the county and people uh, at the vendor, so to speak, that are too closely tied. In, in one case, they were actually married. And, you know, you're not – I guess the allegation is it's not a fair contracting um, exercise if the people that are supposed to be negotiating with each other are married. <laughs> so I, I – right now, 
we had that situation, and then we had a situation where one of the directors was contracting with outside vendors, was contracting to companies that um, he actually started or he owned. So right now the FBI has raided county administration headquarters, um, taking computers and cell phones. And, you know, the FBI gets into things, you know, not frivolously. So I believe that uh, there's something something going on that could be very deep. Um, I And I got to say, as much as it would help me as a candidate, it really doesn't help our city if the county executive gets indicted. So I, I really don't want that. It turns into another black scar on, you know, on Cleveland's, on Cleveland's, um, on, on Cleveland's docket. Right. What right. I, what I, what I'm afraid is that, um, um, if, if we hadn't had somebody contest, uh, executive Budish and that were to happen, this city would have been another, it would have been another item that would make us a national laughing stock again. So the fact that at least somebody else is in the race prevents that from happening. But um, going forward, um, the county prosecutor has opened his own investigation. There's 14 subpoenas that he's requesting information for. Budish is fighting that, fighting back against that. So he's fighting a two-front war, one against his own, the prosecutor in our county, and one against the FBI. And I'm, I'm very concerned right now that there's something really brewing that hasn't really yet been exposed. Well, uh, for the, the welfare of Cuyahoga County, let's hope there's nothing there. And uh, these investigations yeah. all turn out to be uh, investigations that just basically reinforce the fact that uh, everybody's subject to uh, the rules and the law. And uh, if they're clear, they're cleared. And otherwise, we worked so hard to get a good reputation for Cuyahoga County to attract and bring business back in. And uh, we, we do need that right. level playing field for everyone. You know, you mentioned in passing child homicide rates have been spiking. What What is that about? Yeah, there are, there are a number of children, and the number is contested. Um, a number of children that are under the either the watchful eye of Child and Family Services or, or about to go into the program that we've lost, that, that have died in the last uh, last three or four years, and it and appears to be something that's spiking. I think there's a... Uh, mishandling issue, a management issue, an organizational issue with that agency that we should uh, take seriously. So I, mm-hmm. uh, as I got into the race, yeah, there are a lot of financial issues. There's a lot of taxation and things like that. But this one issue, we have people dying and their kids. And in my mind, more than any one thing, we should be sensitive, most sensitive to that fact. And, you know, we should be ashamed to have that kind of uh, operation right now. We, we have to take care of kids. It doesn't matter their race. It doesn't matter, uh, it doesn't matter the, the circumstances. We have, to, we have to work to give our children the best. What, what agencies principally involved in, in this, or at least in, in trying to prevent these, if it's, if it's at all preventable? Well, the, the, the Children and Child and Family Services and I think my numbers are right, but there's about 4,000 cases in the county. I think there's 7,000 kids. I could be wrong on those numbers, but directionally, um, they're pretty close. Um, they're the ones that have they're the ones that have the oversight. They're the ones that put kids into foster care or keep kids in their own homes, and they're required to send people out to take a look at these kids once a month to make sure things are okay. They have um, wage issues. They have turnover issues. They have employee skill issues. Um, there are a whole bunch of what I would look at as management issues to take care of 
and then we have to look at the quality of care. So the turnovers, something something crazy like uh, 25%. So if you're a, a kid in foster care or a kid in the program, and, and there's that kind of turnover, and even under turnovers, there's six-month learning curve for somebody new coming in. I, I believe that the chances of you just even seeing the same social worker two months in a row are, are drastically diminished. So trying to keep some consistency for these kids so the social workers can get a book on them and understand what's really happening, I think that's really important, and that's a management issue. Uh, do we have an idea of the magnitude of how many children uh, have, have died, or what's the rate? I'm hearing two different numbers. There's, there's a number of 45. Um, some of those weren't exactly in the program. There's another number that's come out. It's 27. Um, th- th- and those numbers are argued. I think arguing about it is a moot point. Well, more than we one is too many. <laughs> we know that there are kids that are getting beat up. And Jeez. you know, imagine the horror of a, a four-year-old kid that all she knows is waking up every morning and, and the mother's boyfriend is beating her up all are, day long. I, are are no, these... No worth are these deaths resulting in criminal prosecutions? Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, as, At least as in, they in, should some, be. in some of the cases, I think the Anaya Day case is, is probably the most um, predominant right now. Um, yeah, they are. Wow. You know, t- changing gears a little bit uh, to human rights, the county is considering some uh, legislation to create a human rights commission. What, can you tell us uh, something about that? Uh, yeah, they're looking at um, establishing a commission. That can that can hear and resolve human rights complaints, and and um, assigning themselves the ability to fine for trans um, for any uh, transactions against that. For uh, and and they're, they're setting themselves up to be um, the the ju- the jury as to whether or not human rights are violated. Um, that involves all human rights. A lot of it is coming from the transgender community, and um, that seems to be the, the focal point of it. But they're, they're, they're assuming the responsibility, I would say, of, of what is a federal obligation. And I look at the county as having much higher priorities to handle before that. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what are some of the pros and cons uh, for it? I think you mentioned some of the, some of the competing uh, organizations that are handling this. Uh, yeah, I would, pros and cons. I, yeah. I don't know too many pros other than we're going to set up an, another bureaucratic structure and system, maybe to get a small portion of people some satisfaction or resolution to some of their issues. But the money that we put into it, when they already have recourse through through the courts to file civil rights lawsuits, to set this up separately and independently, it's a big bureaucratic structure. It has costs. It affects the county financially, and more than anything, it puts a big stop sign up to business, for businesses who are considering moving here. So for a business that wants to come in and says, oh, wait a minute, I have to start worrying about the county fining me for various things, uh, the, the, the style of my bathrooms and whatever it may be. So I, I just, I'm not even making a moral argument here. I'm just talking about a practical argument about just we want to bring businesses in here. Don't do this businesses are considering coming here you know as as you're uh, campaigning and you're you're going around the county what, what are some of the issues that you're hearing from the uh, from the, the residents of the county uh, I would assume taxes are one but uh, anything else that we've been talking about seems to be hot for the residents 
Yeah, I think we hit on a couple of the main issues, but there's other stuff that's out there. You know, the the um, one that one thing that really that really irritates me, and and it really resonates with people from the county that this this administration has hired executive recruiters. The money's paid for by an, an outside organization, but we have about we have about one minute. One minute. Go ahead. Okay, they're using executive recruiters to bring high-level talent in from outside. So we have senior executives in the county that come from Dallas and Omaha and Jacksonville and Louisville. We, we really, I, I think that's wrong. I think we need to hire people from Cuyahoga County to run Cuyahoga County. And I just don't, I don't understand why we're not hiring, why we're not purchasing, why we're not utilizing the assets and the abilities of Cuyahoga County. Wow. So when I talk about that, people, um, they perk, people get they perk up. up. Well, Peter Corgan, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us tonight. And uh, good luck on your your quest for a county executive. It's uh, it's a big it's a big job with um, a whole lot of people involved and a whole lot of money. So Peter, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it, Nick. It's always always nice to be on. Thank you. Love having you. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips on WHK, the Advocate. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I. 
at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In uh, the next two segments, we're going to be talking about marijuana. We've been hearing a lot about it with regard to Ohio laws and how the use of marijuana may be opened up uh, for recreational use and medical use. And uh, I think people in the government are struggling with just how to do that, and we're not quite there yet. Uh, But there are some risks with using marijuana, and to talk about that tonight, we have an expert in the field medical doctor and psychologist, or psychiatrist, I'm sorry, Dr. Uh, Antoine uh, Kahnemagiri. Dr. uh, Kahnemagiri, thank you for joining us tonight. It is a big pleasure to be with you. And uh, you're calling from where tonight? I'm calling from Montreal, Montreal, Canada. Montreal, Canada, beautiful place. We've been there a number of times. Yes, it's it's Europe of North America. You need to go to Europe and not fly that long. You just why not fly you in Europe? (laughs) Uh, I agree. the uh, The old town of Montreal and the restaurants are just fantastic. Uh, But but marijuana. uh, As a psychiatrist, uh, you dealt with a lot of patients. I'm assuming with all types of mental issues uh, and emotional issues. Uh, you have written a book uh, about marijuana, the uh, un- unspoken truths about marijuana. Can you can you tell us about the book, the name of the book, and what led you to write the book? Yes, the book's name is "The Twenty One Unspoken Truths About Marijuana." Uh, it's a book uh, that was inspired by questions from the people I meet, uh, you know, either in my personal life or in the ER or in my outpatient clinic. Uh, it's just it's, I realize that a lot of people have questions uh, about uh, cannabis, and many of those questions go unanswered. I also realize that there are, there are a lot of myths surrounding the substance. So I decided to write a book. I was thinking, for example, about this 19-year-old college student who might be excited, you know, about all this hype surrounding cannabis being legalized in in some states and without knowing its potential risk and potential threats to her beautiful developing brain. So I decided to really write this book out of love, out of care, and out of a desire to share with my fellow uh, human beings about the potential risks that can be associated with recreational Mm -hmm. marijuana Mm -hmm. use. Well, well, let's talk a bit about definitions and uh, the term cannabis, uh, marijuana, hemp. Are these all the same things? Yes. uh, Actually, cannabis is the term marijuana is there are about a thousand more than a thousand slang names marijuana pot cannabis weed wax stone hash joint herb 
MG, Reefer, Dope, Dope. There are many, many names used out there. But the main, uh, the, 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 the main terms that are used are generally marijuana or cannabis or pot or weed. But mm-hmm. there are many, many other names associated with that. Uh, now the first uh, the, the first myth uh, I don't know if it's a myth probably just lack of knowledge on my part is that uh, with marijuana we'll call it for our conversation marijuana which has all of the chemical contents of the marijuana plant that are are passed out either commercially or illegally um, that there are uh, m- there's more than one chemical in marijuana that uh, is used uh, I guess commercially uh, yeah, and uh, the the THC I hear is what, what is that, and is that the psychotropic element of cannabis? Yes, uh, actually, cannabis uh, contains more than five hundred different chemical compounds, and uh, among these chemical components are compounds that we call cannabinoids. Okay, and uh, these cannabinoids are going to bind to specific receptors in in the brain and uh, those receptors are called cannabinoid receptors and the two main cannabinoids include THC or tetrahydrocannabinol and cannabidiol or CBD and THC and CBD are very different the, the THC or tetrahydrocannabinol is the substance that gets you high. This is the one responsible uh, of getting somebody high or stone or uh, whatever term uh, people may choose to use. And uh, this is what people are looking for in recreational marijuana. It's THC, tetrahydrocannabinol. And the CBD, the cannabidiol, uh, it's another cannabinoid. uh, generally, that is generally uh, being explored for potential medical purposes. But cannabidiol or CBD does not get you high. Now, C- so those are the two main, yeah. Now, now no, other than the THC, the, is it CBD you were saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, CBD or cannabidiol, now is- which is another chemical uh, mostly explored for potential medical purposes. Now, is that, uh, there's one of these uh, chemicals, and I I think it might be the CBD, that's already being used commercially in either food products or shampoos or something. Uh, Exactly. Exactly, and uh, some people... uh, have been uh, have been using it for 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 example uh, it's been used in the treatment of some uh, rare uh, resistant uh, epilepsy uh, some people have tried it for chronic pain uh, and uh, it, it, it for inflammatory disease and cancer and pain so so it's been it's being explored we're talking about medical marijuana it's being explored but i think we still need uh, more research to to uh, to generalize these case cases uh, to our general population because we have uh, but we've had results uh, for for some people, mm-hmm. uh, but the 
again, it's dead and embryonic in terms of research. We need to do more uh, to, to, to prove that these really work. Well, let's go to the THC, which I think people would call the, the fun part of marijuana that gets you high. Uh, exactly. With, with uh, using marijuana to get high, I, I get the impression with regard to the movements to legalize marijuana that there seems to be a projection of an idea that marijuana is completely harmless. Uh, it should not be regulated. Everyone should be able to use it as they please. Uh, no risks associated with it at all. Is that a true statement? Uh, that is that is not a true statement. Uh, cannabis, uh, as I said, a, a lot of myths around this. And when I when I discuss with uh, especially young people, they are, they give me a lot of uh, a lot of facts that they find on internet. A lot of websites out there. Uh, promoting this message that cannabis is completely harmless, which is not true. Uh, uh, for example, we know that cannabis uh, is associated with uh, the risk of addiction. For example, 10% of cannabis users will slide into addiction. And uh, uh, this, is, this is very important because when somebody slide into addiction, there are many other consequences that come with that. And uh, for teenagers, this risk of addiction almost doubles. It increases to about 17%. That's one teenager out of six who will slide into addiction. And uh, it's, it's a really bad stat mm-hmm. when at, at a teenage year, you start getting addicted to a substance because it can interfere with a lot of other factors, other aspects of your life. I, I can and, see and, that, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're talking to Dr. Antoine Kanemagiri, and he's a psychiatrist uh, in Montreal, Canada, who wrote a book about the myths of uh, marijuana. And uh, we're, we're talking about... Uh, the idea of teenagers using marijuana and sliding into addiction maybe more easily than adults using this. Uh, Doctor, we're going to take a break in a moment, but when we come back, we want to talk about some of these myths and maybe explore the idea of why do teenagers, why are they more susceptible to becoming addicted to something like marijuana? Because I didn't think marijuana was addictive. Uh, we'll, We'll talk about those things in a few moments, but right now, We're going to take a break. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. 
Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Hello, Mark Bush for GreaterThanHeroin.com. Our nation, our state, our county, and our local communities are in the midst of this crisis. It saddens us at Bush. We see firsthand the final outcome impacting families when overdose deaths occur. GreaterThanHeroin.com is a resource for everyone. Join us in our efforts. Email feedback at greaterthanheroin.com to help us defeat this crisis. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. And uh, we're talking to Montreal psychiatrist and doctor, Dr. Antoine Kanemagiri. Uh, about uh, marijuana and the dangers of marijuana, regardless of what's being said out on the Internet. Uh, Dr. Uh, Kanemagiri, thank you again for joining us. Great pleasure to be with you. Uh, Talking about uh, teenagers and addiction, um, I didn't think marijuana was addictive. Uh, Is it uh, a different addiction than, say, opioids? Yes. Uh, Again, marijuana is not the most uh, addictive substance out there, but it still is addictive. And uh, the myth exactly is that marijuana is not addictive, but research show that, as I just said, 10% will slide into addiction, and it's worse for teenagers, which which is one out of six or 17%. And uh, Well, let me ask about that. Uh, first off, if someone is using marijuana uh, daily, and they're going to stop, do they suffer the 
physiological withdrawal symptoms that people do from other types of addictive drugs, or is this more of a psychological addiction? Yes, it's both. Uh, actually, yes, it's not a, a dangerous withdrawal as it, as in alcohol, for example. But people we 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 experience uh, physical symptoms as well. Uh, that people will experience headache, uh, uh, difficult sleep, uh, sleep, problems with sleep. Uh, they will have a reduced appetite. Uh, they be more irritable and uh, and uh, and increased at increased the risk of anxiety so they, they will have these symptoms these symptoms may last uh, actually a few weeks so it's not again it's not as dangerous as alcohol in terms of a withdrawal syndrome but yes there is a physical withdrawal symptoms associated with uh, uh, abrupt uh, cannabis. Uh, for for a, a diff- this brings another question to mind. Uh, for for about mm-hmm. ten years, I was doing juvenile court magistrate work, where mm-hmm. I was uh, looking at uh, teenagers coming in, and there was one theme I would see with the uh, young people who were using marijuana. Uh, they mm-hmm. seemed to lack ambition. They they seemed to have. Uh, their enthusiasm suppressed. They seem to have a flatter affect. Uh, is this characteristic of marijuana use, or is this uh, totally independent and their their own mental issues outside uh, of that? Actually, 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 yes. Uh, and I, I discussed this. Uh, there is a chapter in my book, uh, The 21 Unspoken Truth About Marijuana. Uh, I discussed this This syndrome we call a motivational syndrome a motivational syndrome is a is a syndrome we see in a lot of in a lot of young people or even sometimes adults who are using uh, cannabis uh, this is a lack of ambition and reduced uh, uh, attachment to one's family, shifting personal goals, lethargy, uh, lack of purpose, neglect of priorities, apathy. It, 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 it is a common syndrome that we see. I can give a quick example of this. 19-year-old college man who, who, was an, who was an A student, an average 95% in high school, gets to college, first semester, 95%, uh, 90, 93 to 95% average. Second semester slides to about between 50 and 60 in his grades. Uh, and the parents were, uh, were panicking trying to understand what happened, uh, you know, and we, the only thing that changed between the first semester and the second semester, uh, this young man started using pot uh, during the vacation and continued uh, on that trend during the second semester and completely lost his dream of being a medical doctor, completely lost ambition, shifting priorities, was not home, was no longer involved in, in tasks at home. So, so this is a syndrome that we see a lot. Especially well, what, what, causes, well, what causes that? Because, I, again, I've seen this where you know, with high school children, parents crying in court because 
we've heard stories just like you described at the younger level where uh, mm-hmm. kids yeah. were top of their class and uh, mm-hmm. very very into uh, being scholastically engaged with school mm-hmm. then they leave that and I, I was wondering yeah. is it is it something in the chemical makeup of marijuana or is it just the feel-good nature that uh, they lose interest in why hassle anything lay back and be calm it's it's both it's both the, the, the brain the brain actually develops uh, from the back to the front and it is, it's still developing up until the age of uh, 25 and when you start using marijuana before that age you can interfere with the development of your brain especially the frontal parts of your brain and this is uh, for example the prefrontal cortex which is uh, uh, one of the frontal parts of your brain and it's a it's a very crucial part of of the brain because it's a part of the brain involved in executive functions it's involved in planification anticipation decision making concentration focus so when you interfere with this part of the brain it can have long-lasting consequences difficult concentrating uh, decision making becomes hard Uh, planification becomes very hard so you resolve towards easy and what's immediate and what's pleasurable and uh, it can have a last long lasting consequences so when you are under 25 and you're listening i would advise strongly to stay away from marijuana because it can interfere with your beautiful developing brain that that is uh this awfully scary and i'm thinking we probably don't have many teenagers listening to this radio show. So to the parents and grandparents listening, uh, the, these are important factors, which raises a question. Uh, well, how much marijuana does it take? Uh, you, you, have, you, you have the young people and the old people. If uh, they know they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, they always try to rationalize, well, we're equivocating here. We're not using it that much, so it shouldn't affect us. Is there a safe minimum amount that won't affect the development of the executive functioning of a young developing brain? Yeah, it's it's that that is the hard part to to, to tell because we do not have research specifically detailing uh, how much is safe or how much is not. It, it, up to this point, all we know it depends on on. on you know, on other factors. If you have like a, a genetic vulnerabilities, if you're going through a tough situation in your life, you, if you uh, your, your parents are separating, or or you have conflicts at school, or you're failing something, or you're losing your job, you know, these are all factors that increase the risk of falling into addiction and then using it a lot. Uh, but we don't have the minimum amount. Uh, uh, we don't have the accuracy now. So, of course, if you use marijuana daily, every day, uh, it's, uh, the risk of addiction increases between 25 to 50 percent. Uh, so, so the, the daily use and the the, the the regular use is associated with increased risk, for example, of depression, uh, psychosis, and uh, other problems. Uh, 
for depression, for example, uh, teenagers who use marijuana are two to four times more likely to experience uh, depressive symptoms during their teenage years or later in life. And uh, in terms of psychosis, uh, it's been proved uh, that it is uh, well associated with increased risk of psychosis. And this wow. is very, very very important to point out. Well, we're, we we're running, we're lot. running, we're running out of time, Doctor. We're going to have to have you on again to talk about this as it becomes more of an issue. But in, in the last couple of seconds, just maybe a quick yes or no: If you're a teenager taking and using marijuana, and you're retarding the development of your executive functionings, if you stop, will you go back to normal? Will you continue to grow, or do you, are you causing permanent injury? And we don't have a long answer for that. Yeah, mostly yes, but for some cases it's been proven to be irreversible. Well, we'll have you on again to talk about uh, smoking marijuana and whether or not that's related to cancer. But, Doctor, thank you so much, Dr. Antoine uh, Kahnemagheri. And the name of the book is called The 21 uh, Myths, Unspoken Unspoken Truths About Marijuana. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. And uh, that's it for tonight, so thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Earlier this year, the nation's highest court handed down a decision in the case of Jack Phillips, the baker from Colorado who had been found guilty by the State Civil Rights Commission of having violated the rights of LGBT persons by refusing to create cakes with certain messages. The result was a 7-2 decision in favor of Jack Phillips. But now, the very same man, after the U.S. Supreme Court victory, has some of the very same folks coming back for him again. The Alliance Defending Freedom, the group that successfully defended Jack Phillips all the way to the Supreme Court, is representing him once again. What you haven't seen reported much is that this is, to put it succinctly, a scam. His opponents in Colorado have made a crusade out of pestering him with outrageous cake requests and then complaining to state officials when he refuses to make them. The issues here, you can be sure, are much bigger than just Jack Phillips. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. 
composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies the Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories including Puerto Rico the Virgin Islands Guam and the District of Columbia each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state the Guard's emergency responses include search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Dennis Lewin. Join me every Saturday afternoon from 2 to 4 and hear the music and life stories of the great musicians and composers who shaped the world of classical music. Only on 1220 WHKW, The Word. This is AM 1420, The Answer. WHK, Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group. NASDAQ at SALM. AM 1420, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.